heart, soul, mind, and strength. These are the four dimensions of human health. This is where growth happens, and it's addicting. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. Welcome to the Growth Junkies Podcast. My name is Ben Bost, and we are going to do, Kent and I, who's always across from me, uh, going to do a quick 15-minute podcast for you all on resolutions as we move into the new year. And so we thought it would be a great topic to discuss the validity or non-validity of, of resolutions, yeah, Kent. Yeah, I've resolved to have a short podcast on resolutions. <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah, we're going to be short and sweet on this because... You know, resolutions are interesting. I've heard mixed opinions about them. Mm-hmm. There are some folks who are like, I love them. I do them every year. Other folks are like, think they're terrible. They're an awful idea. So we want to talk about that briefly. Is there anything redemptive and good and valuable about having resolutions? Yeah, this is uh, something that many people partake in and do and think yeah. about. Um, and obviously our perspectives on them as well. But so I thought I'd give a little background to kick off this right. discussion. It's like, where does this idea of resolutions come from? Okay, so as best as I could find in doing my research, the first New Year's resolutions date back over 4,000 years wow. to the Babylonians. It's a Babylon thing. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it says here that there were festivals and they would plant crops. And they believed that if they kept their word... In their resolutions, the gods would look favorably upon them for the next year. I wonder how that worked out for them. Uh, not exactly sure. Well, they're not around any longer, are they, in the same form <laughs> that they were? I'd have so. met a Babylonian recently. I don't know. And then there's history of New Year's resolutions uh, in ancient Rome under Julius Caesar. Uh, the Romans would offer sacrifices to the god Janus and make promises of good behavior for the year ahead. Oh, Interesting. However, this one's pretty funny. New Year's resolutions were in the Middle Ages. Knights would renew their vow of chivalry, placing their hands on a live or roasted peacock. Of course, that makes sense. The annual peacock (laughs) vow would take place at the end of a year and as a resolution to maintain their knighthood values. Do you have any idea why peacock? I have no idea. And I don't know if you could even do that. Wouldn't they run away from you? I don't Mm -hmm. know how you get your hand on a peacock. Well, it says it was either live or roasted. Like a roasted peacock. Yeah, live like or roasted peacock. Oh, I think it'd be roasted then. Is this the same place that the NBC logo came from? Maybe that's where it started. Because it is a peacock, right? Oh, but the key there is like renewing, like <laughs> like annually sort of revisiting. Yeah. And so there's some, as, as it continues forward, 17th century, 18th century. Um, oh. Here's an interesting one that I, that I saw, which was uh, Walker's Hibernian Magazine wrote a series of joke resolutions. This is in 1802. And this was the resolution poking fun at politicians, saying that statesmen have resolved to have no other object in their view than the good of their country. Of course. (laughs) Of course. And we're on, like, the heels of the most chaotic election. Oh, yeah. That has, I think, exemplified and shown self-value, self-preservation more than any election in maybe history. Yeah. Well, and one of the problems, you know, this is 2020, and I think we all probably, those of us that did resolutions in January 2020 Mm -hmm. probably did not accomplish those because 2020 completely took a different left direction, right? I mean, it was a left turn. Gone. Yeah. So, <laughs> how much are you able to pull off the oh, resolution? I think none of them were useful. Last year. However, the difference is that I think everybody's anxious to turn the page on 2020. So maybe there's this hopeful sort of like 
things will be different in 2021. Now, let's be honest for a second. 2020 has stunk in a thousand ways. Yeah. Okay. Right. Don't have to explain that. So it's been terrible in so many levels. And people are almost banking on the fact that when the calendar flips, January 1st, 2021, all those problems are just going to go away. Yeah. It's going to somehow magically get better. Yeah. It's like all of a sudden, like the calendar knows and all those mysterious things are going to disappear and it'll be a brand new day, January 1st. Now, the reality is it won't. Right. This is not all going to go away magically on January 1st. It's just another day. But I think we're hopeful that 2021, when we look back on it, will be a better overall year than 2020. Yeah, and I think that this is really what's behind all of it. Like when we get to the the point here and talking about why resolutions, are they good? Uh Um, What what is it really doing for the human spirit to think through resolutions? So I want to bring us up to up to like current day, right? So how about this one in 1800? A Boston newspaper where they found the first recorded use of the phrase New Year's resolution. So this is 1813. And and it says this, a quote, and yet I believe there are multitudes of people accustomed to receive injunctions of New Year resolutions who will sin all the month of December (laughs) with a serious determination of beginning the new year with new resolutions and new behavior and with the full belief that they shall thus expiate and wipe away all their former faults. <laughs> so <laughs> See, the permission to sin away yeah. in December, indulge, eat, whatever, and then we'll wipe it all away once the calendar turns. I think that's the problem. I think that the idea is that everyone gets a new gym membership in January <laughs> to work off the 10 pounds they put on or more in December, but they don't carry on. I mean, mm-hmm. they go for a month and then that's it. That's the proverbial joke. So I think the problem with resolutions is that they don't work for most people. Yeah. And it gives you license or excuse to live in a different way in December, right? Yeah. I'll eat whatever I want, these extra cookies, this extra cake, or this extra steak, or whatever, knowing I'm going to have a resolution to work out in January. So to affirm what you're saying, bringing us to current day, today's resolutions, this article says, are often health-focused, driven by the indulgence of the Christmas period, which you just stated. The symbology of the new year also makes it a great time to wipe the slate clean and start fresh after December 31st. So at least 40% of people in the United States set a New Year's resolution. 22% of people in the UK aim for self-improvement with a resolution. Yet research shows that 80% of people break their resolutions by the first week of February. 8% are successful in achieving their goals. I believe it. I believe it. So here's the thing. You know, there is some good. Some people set resolutions and they they keep to them. But the other question would be, why did you wait till January to make a resolution? If there's a change in your life you need to make, then just make the change. Yeah. Because the lifestyle is the question. The, the fact is nothing's going to change in your life unless you change trajectories. Right. Change habits. Change choices. But that has to happen habitually. It has to be a, a lifestyle change. So just saying I'm going to do it in January isn't going to last for people. You've got to be willing to make the lifestyle change. Mm-hmm. So why wait till January? Why yes. not make it in December? And so what would be helpful? Let's talk about this for a second. Helpful about a resolution period, right? Because that's essentially what we're looking at. Yeah. We're coming up to the end, as you've already talked about, a really chaotic, weird year. Yeah. Um, 
everyone has experienced events out of the ordinary that have changed their lives. We, we have no clue whether this is going to go back to any form of normalcy mm-hmm. of what we've experienced living in this world prior to 2020. And yet we're coming up on this this resolution period. Right. So let's talk about that first. Like, What would be uh, helpful about mm-hmm. having a period or season or stretch? Some people, I think, reflect on their resolutions for maybe a week. Yeah. Like after Christmas passes moving toward New Year's and then the calendar cross, like there's that section, at least for myself. I yeah. know that I go into a period of reflection in that time, thinking about what's happened the next year, what I want to happen in the new year. Um, but I'm not particularly one to set resolutions. Yeah. And that's a little bit tied to my whole thing with goals from a previous podcast. I don't really like goals. I'm not going to throw this thing out there and kind of cast it to the sun and hope it magically happens, you know, like whatever. So why would resolution period or reflection like that be good for people? Well, I think you just said it. I think goals, I think resolutions um, gives this impression that I'm going to do this differently from now on. Mm. And there's a perpetuality to it. I think honestly, people are are overwhelmed by long-term commitments. Mm. So when you say resolution, you're saying this is the way it's going to be from here on out. And that's really hard for people to get their minds around. Right very difficult to maintain but the difference with goals is they're typically short term Mm -hmm. i have a three-month goal a six-month goal or a nine or 12-month goal so the the whole purpose of a goal is it's achievable it's not this open-ended long-term commitment you're making right it is a short-term one and the thing about goals is they need to be realistic and achievable so the reality of goaling as we call it making goals is something we're about as growth junkies. There's value in setting goals, and they're better than resolutions because you're not saying, I'm going to do this forever and ever. You're saying, I'm going to make the choice to pursue something now with the goal of achieving a resolution at the end. Right. A new body weight, perhaps, or a better role at work, or a, a, a someplace I want to go, mm-hmm. someplace I want to be, making a change in my life. Mm-hmm. Those are good because they're short term. Yeah. They're bite-sized things. Resolutions aren't bite-sized. I think the hardest part is I'm making a resolution that I'm, I'm going to do from here on out. And I'll tell you straight up like this. If you tell me I got to go to the gym and do a series of exercises <laughs> for the rest of my life, I'm going to be like, forget it. Right. I can't keep that up. But if you say, you know what, I'm asking for three months. Will you go to the gym and just commit yourself to three months to go and do these exercises and see what the results are at the end? And if you think the results are worth it, then make another commitment, make another goal. I'm in. I can do that. Yeah. But some people say resolutions are no good because they're too open-ended. Yeah. And let's be fair about what we're up against when we decide to make commitments like this. You know, there are some who say... That neurologically or psychologically, it takes 21 days to form a new habit. Yeah. I've heard that. I've heard various perspectives on that reality Mm -hmm. and whether it's true or not. But that's a long amount of time to do something and change your pattern for that amount of time. That's not always easy for people because there's so many various things that that impact that and, and come against it and make it challenging. The other one would be neurologically, right? In your brain, you've developed habit patterns in the way that your the ruts of your brain have been formed, right? And these things don't change very easily either. Although the brain is neuroplastic and, and can be remolded and changed, mm-hmm. it takes specific conditions over a period of time to rewrite some of those things. Yeah. So while we might be energized and excited about it on the front end, of it, we're up against some things that are pretty significant if you want to create a change. Yeah, I, I think... Um 
One of the big problems with resolutions is also the fact that there's no accountability. I think the reality is that you can make these resolutions, but nobody knows. And you have no one to hold you accountable to those. Whereas mm-hmm. with goals, you make a go- you set a goal typically with somebody else. Mm-hmm. And they remind you of that goal. Yeah. And they check in with you. You have to, like, for example, in our coaching, you know, we do this. We will help people, clients set goals, and then we'll have them attach a number to that goal on a monthly basis or even a weekly basis. How are you on a scale of one to 10 at achieving that goal? Are you at a one, a two, a three? I mean, mm-hmm. where are you at? And then you ask them the question over and over again. But with, with these resolutions, you know what we do? We set them, we write them out, and then we forget about them. Mm-hmm. And or that's, we make a really good effort for a couple of days and then life, right? Real life, life happens. happens. Because if we have to remember, too, dur- during the holiday season, the rhythm of life changes for pretty much everyone. Right. And so you're experiencing life differently. And then you right. get back into your normal rhythm around January 5th mm-hmm. and real life hits and it, it doesn't seem to work. So we often don't right. think through the reality of how this resolution is going to match with new life. Yeah. And is everybody on the same page? All right. So we got, let's see, we got about two minutes left mm. in our in our 15-minute resolution podcast. How do we deal with the bad of the previous year when we go into the new year? Yeah, I mean, this is important. Part of the ability to move forward is the ability to let go. Mm-hmm. That you can't grab onto something unless you're letting go of something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it visually. If you're holding onto something in your hands, how could you have a grip on something new? Right. You've got to empty what's in your hands. And so what's in our hands is the stuff we're carrying from last year. Yeah. So a lot of times we're unable to make new goals and pursue new things because we're holding on to the old regrets sure. or traumas or losses from last year. So we talk a lot about grief. Yeah. We talk a lot about forgiveness. So better than setting resolutions is actually stepping back from that and saying the ability to take hold of next year and set new goals for my life hinges on my ability to let go of last year. Mm-hmm. So grief, taking the time to grieve, the things yeah. that you've lost, you got to do that. That's letting go of what's in your hands. The ability to forgive. Mm-hmm. Forgive, and, and and we call it forgetting. The ability to forgive and let go yeah. of things where things have been done to you, you know, and you can choose to overlook those things and let go of those things to be free for next year. So grief and forgiveness. Some people journal. They write things down right. and process what they've gone through. And by simply putting it on paper, they're, they're letting go of it. Yeah. Some people take that stuff and, you know, crinkle it up and throw it in the trash or burn it as sort of a symbolic way of letting go of what's happened. Yeah. And so then they wipe the slate. And yes. so in the last 30 seconds, what does that create space for? And Freedom. This is, yeah. And I think this is the reason why people, what I would oh. say is it creates space for hope. Yes. Right. An opportunity to look at the future and it could be different. Right. Right. Something that could be great. And so I I think that's why people who do have resolutions or spend time processing through resolutions is they're looking for hope. Yeah. And so hope is a challenging thing. But the process of grieving to create space for hope going into the new year is really the opportunity of a a resolution or reflection period. Mm -hmm. And so we're past our 15 minutes. Right. So we hit it. And we hope that that is valuable to you, Growth Junkies. We want to wish you a happy new year, and we hope you had a Merry Christmas. As you look forward to 2021, uh, spending time with us, we hope, is a part of your plan, and we can do this journey in life together. And so if you want to follow the Growth Junkies, you can do that on Instagram. We have our uh, Instagram account for Growth Junkies there. And then also, if you want to learn more about Love and Transformation Institute, you can do that at loveandtransformation.org. 
And we will continue in the new year talking about these things. We hope that they're helpful to you and we look forward to being with you next time.